0: This is on the left side, the alternative football show. You know what it looks like, Jonathan? It looks like Manchester City have cheated on FIFA and they've made all their players 100 out of 100. They look absolutely lethal today. Howdy, friends. I'm Jim, and twice a week I take a look at some of the biggest and bestest stories from the world of football. Thanks for coming. Please make sure you have subscribed to this show so you get every podcast as soon as it's ready. Done it? Good. Let's go. I want you to think of the single most ridiculous thing that you can imagine happening in football right now. Um, got it? Well, I can guarantee it won't be as ridiculous as the news about Paul Merson this week. The xenophobic part-time Gerard Depardieu look-alike is planning a return to football. Not as a manager, not as a pundit, as a player. Merce is putting his Sky Sports Soccer Saturday stint to one side to pull on his boots once again and turn out for the Welsh third division side, Caru FC. Hang on. What was that? A Welsh team. Isn't he an Englishman? You know, English with caps for England. Given the stick that Merce has given to the likes of Arsene Wenger, Marco Silva and Mauricio Pochettino in recent months for daring to seek out footballing jobs in countries that were not their own, I'm amazed that Paul is happy to cross the Seven Bridge at all into a land as foreign-sounding as Wales. I mean, they've even got their own language. It's so foreign, in fact, that he has to wait for international clearance before he can even consider pulling on his boots. The former Arsenal man has one week to get match fit for the big game, which, given his current appearance, I'd suggest you'd get similar odds on Leicester City winning the league again, the Ashes and Wimbledon, with the Chuckle Brothers up front. Down the wing. To you. To me. That said, I don't think expectations in the club are too high. Even the chairman, who has sorted out this deal of the century, doesn't seem to be that excited when he was on BBC Five Live. you got Paul Merson playing for you. Um, what a coup this is. Yeah, indeed, yeah, good. The words are positive, but the voice can't hide the inner sadness. Yeah, great. But if he does get there, and if he does get fit, and if he does step on the pitch, wouldn't it be just wonderful if a group of Welsh fans rocked up to the ground with banners like, Merce go home, and English out and Welsh football for Welchies for his debut game. In fact, even more than that, I would love to hear Paul Merson giving his own appraisal of his big move on Soccer Saturday. They come over here, Jeff. They take our jobs that the local kids would have given their right arm for. Will he grab it, Jeff? Kyra are a good club. Yeah, sure. We've a good stadium. Been there, love it. But really, what does he know about lower league football in the Welsh valleys, Jeff? What does he know? But what could potentially be more ridiculous than a 49-year-old Paul Merson running around the football pitch, hopefully in one of those skin-tight Kappa shirts, is a new change of rules by football's governing body. They've decided to have a go at reducing the amount of boring friendlies in the footballing calendar matches that garner as much excitement as Jose Mourinho backing his bus onto the Anfield pitch this weekend. But their new concept of the Nations League may just be the most overcomplicated footballing tournament in the history of mankind. Football's a simple game, right? You score more goals than the opposition and you win. Nice. Well, forget all that, because from next year, it's all going to change. I've spent some time reading through the finer details of the format now, and words like coefficiency, seedings, and UEFA Euro rankings made my eyes bleed. So we have passed on the responsibilities of explaining the Nations League to the most intelligent man in the universe, Stephen Hawking, who has been holed up in the The on-the-left-side office, working exactly how it's all going to work. Let's see how he's getting on. Just down here, uh, this door, I think. Steve! How's it going, mate? I can't take it anymore. I can't do this. I don't understand. It's just so complex. It doesn't make sense. Why? Why? Yeah, can someone get a glass of water or something? The headline is that there'll now be a new league-based competition for England to compete in and inevitably get relegated from. However, this system won't replace the current World Cup and European Championships qualifications. That would be too simple. Essentially, UEFA have replaced all the meaningless friendlies with a meaningless league system. Well done. However, if you do well enough in the meaningless league system, you could get a backdoor entry route to the European Championships. Which now means it's entirely possible that 36 countries from the 55 eligible countries will qualify for the 2020 European Championships. In other words, all those pointless qualifier games that no one has any interest in will now be part of the proper competition. Yay! It also means that, very profitably, every single half-decent footballing nation in Europe will never miss out on the finals again apart from Scotland, obviously. Unbelievable. Sticking with international football, you may have already heard the joyous, fantastic commentary from Argentinian TV as Lionel Messi scored, giving his team a place in the World Cup finals and narrowly avoiding being the first Argy side not to qualify since 1970. Así va Messi. 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 Goal. Goal. I think he's shouting goal for about 35 seconds there. 35 seconds of pure joy. I've watched England play for 35 years and I don't think I've had that much joy in total. Everyone in the world loved it, apart from Joey Barton. He wasn't impressed at all. The former footballer turned embittered pundit took to Twitter to question the behaviour of Ecuador's defence in the lead up to that goal. Watched the Messi goals this morning. Something's not quite right with the Ecuador number 23's movement and behaviour. He is clearly suggesting foul play, and I'm sure he was about to type the line, Now if I was a betting man, before he realised that he was indeed a betting man, and that hadn't gone too well for him. To be fair, you probably would lay the blame for Messi's first two goals at the feet of Dario Amar, the Ecuadorian defender in question. But there is a fine line between being corrupt and being shit. Something you would have expected Barton... To know all about. And most defenders, when they come up against Leo Messi, look like they're trying to throw the game. He's just that good, and on that day, was particularly inspired. Maybe little Leo had had some inspirational words from Argentina's manager, George Sampioli, before kickoff to help him on his way. But even if Sampioli did give some words of encouragement, they wouldn't have been anything compared to the actions of Ronnie Delea, the coach of Norwegian team, Valerenga. With his team teetering on the verge of relegation, the manager decided to take drastic action in his pre-match team talk by stripping himself completely naked as he showed his team his tactics and his testes. But fair play, it worked. The team were inspired and Valerenga beat Bran 2-1 in the relegation six-pointer, with Ronnie saying afterwards, I don't know if it was pretty, but it worked well. We must dare to make fools of ourselves. It must be on the pitch as well. Well, if that's the secret, and it comes down to making fools of yourself to win, Crystal Palace are the hands-down experts. Who knows, maybe the Eagles' shock win over Champions Chelsea this weekend was down to some very special motivation from Roy Hodgson, having taken the advice from his Norwegian counterpart. Well, boys, feast your eyes on this. Actually, I'm not sure I can cope with the mental image of Roy Hodgson gesticulating and testiculating wildly as he tries to explain to Wilfred Zahar that he needs to kick the ball into the back of the net. I bet he looks like a melted candle. Blah. In fact, I'm not quite sure the whole story rings quite true. It sounds like one of those excuses you'd make up if someone had accidentally walked in on you and you were standing completely naked in front of a football team. Oh, hi, yeah. I'm just, uh Motivating the team. Hang on. Maybe that's what Wayne Rooney was doing in the back of the Beatle last month. He was just motivating his fans. Uh. Palace's win over the Blues, though, was such a shock that it even got the very last word on Match of the Day this weekend. So tonight's last hurrah, well, it has to be Zaha. Ha-ha. Hurrah. Jesus. Who's writing the Match of the Day scripts now? Dr. Zeus. I love that little noise from Shearer, just at the end. I can't tell if it's appreciation or disgust. (laughs) Or maybe it's arousal. (laughs) Anyway, it opens up a whole new avenue for twee cat-in-the-hat-esque closing lines from our Gaz, doesn't it? He could have had, City are over the moon. Thanks to De Bruyne. See you soon. Burnley's a long way to go. To have a game spoilt by Andy Carroll's elbow. Or even, Tom cleverly made the Hornets shout. Now to Arsenal TV, where they're chanting Wenger out. I fully expect Gary to be wearing a bow tie and a tall red and white striped hat as he goes through the goals next week. But for now, it's time for me to up and go. Goodbye from your alternative football show. Kill me now. (laughs) Right, that's it. Nothing else to report. We are finished. If you've hit subscribe already, then well done, Gold Star. You'll get next week's show as soon as it's ready. If you haven't done that yet, you disgust me. Come back soon for more football funny, and I'll see you then. Bye. 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 That was on the left side. The show is a bit silly. Made by Jim Salvason and Aunt McKinley. I hope you liked the show. I had a touch of class. But if you don't then suit yourself, you can come kiss my battery low. Losing power.